listening to the Jack Wagon Podcast. Oh, good for you. Featuring Chad Rover and Drew Cobb from Cool 94's Rope and Drew in the Morning. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. You know, morons. Oh. <laughs> this podcast is unsuitable for small children and girly soy boys. They whine about anything. You pull down their pants and you spank their ass. What is these animals? Give me ones that eat snakes, huh? Let's get it all! Welcome to the Jack Wagon Podcast. Hey, it's Jack Wagon Podcast number 11, Chad Roper, Drew Cobb, Justin Ediger. Man, it is so good to see you. First, I got to point this out. You have lost a hell of a lot of weight, man. Yeah. So. What I've been you, trying. What been you, trying. What have you been doing, man? Yeah. Are you you uh, healthy? Everything's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, a few years ago, I went to my doctor and I'd, I'd lost quite a bit. And he goes, or nurse told him, you know, he's he's lost about thirty pounds. And doctor said on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> so I get a little concerned about that. But yeah, no, I just try to be a little healthier. You know, I'm forty nine years old, which is not old, but you dude, know, just you're start thinking it, about things. I remember the old Justin Ediger, man. That used to be on the <laughs> Paragon Sports crew. He was yeah. a little chunky, man. A little chunky. Yeah. Then you got with your babe Joe. That's right. And then you guys became a power couple and now you're fit yeah. enough to be on the front cover of yeah. Good Housekeeping. I don't know you about know that. But yeah. Gotta she's keep lost a bunch of weight too. To, so yeah. what are you guys doing? Well, you know, she got hooked up with this program uh called Optavia and it's just a high protein um low not really low carb but uh just still lots of vitamins and nutrients with it and um, her friend julie bonner julie bonner got her started on it mm. and it's a thing it's like not I, quite keto is it <clears throat> no you, not you're not a keto, keto guido no but you know apparently drew and i are keto haters <laughs> yeah we like carbs too much man yeah. it's it's the lifeblood of yeah. our of our Goodness, Listen, yeah. Keto is for quitters. <laughs> I thought you, I thought you were about to say something else that started with qua. <laughs> uh, anyway, so doing yeah. some exercising and stuff, yeah. and you're on this yeah. uh, eat program and everything. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I I thought that that was attributable to uh, uh, your teaching gig. <laughs> you well, need, you need some food. Need yeah, some lunch money. Yeah, that's part of. It. Yeah, that's part of it. No, but. No, you know, just trying. I, I've got history of heart disease in my family, and so oh. I just early on, you know, when I hit about forty, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta really think about this. I have a granddad that passed away, or he had heart disease in his early fifties. My grandmother oh, wow. too, and my mom's side, and and so I, you know, just kind of made a commitment. Let's, I'm just trying to. You be say healthier. your grandfather passed away in his early fifties. He got heart disease in his early fifties. Oh, back see. when they used to crack open the chest and open it wide oh, open, you know, gosh, and do the open dude. heart surgeries, you know, oh, my and. Gosh. Uh, he died. He 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 died about two months after he retired and uh, at the age of sixty. So he that's pretty opened, young. Though. Yeah, that's pretty young. Yeah, the closer I get to sixty, the younger that's yeah. that sounds. You well, know, part of my part of my morning routine. Justin Edgar doesn't know it, but he's became a staple part of it. So I wake really? up, I get my coffee or whatever, and then I open Chad's email. Of what we're going to talk about on the show. <laughs> yeah. and then I log into Facebook, and the first thing I see is how many miles Justin Edgar ran. And he's got proof. <laughs> I see that. I've done quite a few. Even yeah. before Fitbit. He was posting his stuff on. You yeah. had those shoes. Oh, yeah. He had those shoes yeah. that had the microchips in, yeah, them, yeah. and he would run his three miles and show off yeah. to everybody. Because if you don't yeah. post it to Facebook, it doesn't That's count. Right? It's official. That's, That's right. the workout rule. You That's have right. to show post it. It doesn't happen. Count accountability. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah. So how much? How much weight have you lost? Well, when I first started, 
I, I was at 213. I'd, I'd gotten up to about 230. That's the heaviest I've ever been in my Boy, life. Boy, that's you're a real yeah. fat ass at 230. That, that's, 230. That's where I was <laughs> at a couple of months ago. Uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, come on, man. I, a couple months ago, you were stuffing freaking donuts in your pie hole like nothing Can I else. eat more than seven this yeah. Friday? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you, you're you're a lot of muscle though too. He is. Gotta, he, he's top heavy too. He's he's, he's, big, right. he's like the dad line. on the Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the mom on the Shut Incredibles. Up, he's like the dad on the Incredibles. <laughs> uh, yeah, but two thir- I was at, the highest was two thirty, and I, lo- I lost down to about two thirteen, and then I I really started getting more serious about you know running and losing weight about two hundred thirteen pounds and. This morning I was, I think I was at one sixty six. Once morning, you start, so. oh my feeling, god! Once you actually start feeling the yeah. results of what you're doing, it yeah. really does inspire you to keep at it. it. You weigh one sixty six. This morning I weighed one sixty six. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. pretty legit. So, I got I'm down start to calling him Jockey Justin. <laughs> I got down to one seventy here a few months ago, yeah. and then I fixed. I dude, I don't know what happened. I started taking fiber supplements, and it seems like all my gastrointestinal stuff just. Fixed. I don't cross my fingers, knock on wood, (laughs) but it, and I've started to pack on some pounds again Ah. because I don't know, but fiber supplements, once you get 30, you got to start thinking about that kind of stuff. You can't just eat Halloween candy all the time. I wonder if fiber supplements will fix my friggin' prostate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's related, Uh, is it? (laughs) No, not at all. Have you had those fiber one bars? Yeah, yeah, so I eat I eat granola now uh-huh. every day, just like a handful yeah. of granola because it's really fattening. Yeah. That's one thing about fiber rich foods yeah, yeah. is they're very fattening. Yeah. So I do that. Yeah, as I, long as you stick to the handful though, you're good. Yeah, yeah. granola is good for you, man. Handful yeah. of that, and then those, I, you know, the Flint, I got the Flintstone style gummies. Yeah, not the adult fiber supplements, yeah. but yeah. like the children fiber yeah. supplements, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. so nummy. Yeah, I look forward to my fiber supplementation <laughs> each day. <laughs> I used to take a Flintstones vitamin every morning. I did too. Mom, I was a mom kid. can have two. Yeah. No. <laughs> Talk about great marketing with uh, what is it one a day? Oh yeah, and how they've killed the vitamin market with their one a day campaign. Yeah. I mean, it's so smart. Yeah, I take one a days. Yeah, see, the, uh, see, the, what is it the the energy one, the pro health? Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. the, the energy. It's got a little dude on there running. I'm like, so if I take this, I can run. Yeah, <laughs> all right. You're not That's a cardio it. guy though. You're more of a free weights, uh, more of a plyometric style guy. What's plyometrics? Like quick, Body short weight, burst yeah. jumps, no, box jumps, like, that kind of thing. Like hit and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I yeah. tend to do more of that, but like prison style man, workouts. Most of the time, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> what? what prison <laughs> prison workouts? Huh? That's like soap like rope. American me kind of. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. whenever whenever you read on this stuff anymore, they're like, okay, most most people are busy as hell to the extent that you know yep. you don't have two hours a day right. to go gym stuff Ain't nobody so, got time for that right so most folks are picking one or the other yeah and this is what all of the weight training and health gurus yep. are saying these days look man it's like a 70 30 split that's right 70 percent free weights or weight training and then 30 percent cardio and mm-hmm. if you have to pick one or the other 100 percent of the time all across the board they're like definitely free weights yeah because especially if you do it right, you can yeah. go light and then kind of pursue it as a hit training thing. So instead of doing three or four sets of the same exercise and waiting a couple of, you know, like 30 or 60 seconds between those sets of the same exercise, create like a little six exercise circuit. Yeah. yeah. Hit those, do like 10 or 15 reps per exercise right. without any waiting 
yeah. in between them. And then when you get done with your little mini circuit, then wait a minute. I've never it's had crazy. results with, with free weights. Dude, we lifted weights every day. I would come to school every day in high school yeah. at 5.30 in the morning, yeah. lift weights, do it right, do everything you're supposed to. And I'm still the skinniest, fattest person you've ever met in your life. I mean, look at these noodles, bro. Like, I have never gained an ounce of muscle my entire life. And I have worked free, free weights. I've ate. I've tried, man. I even almost got on steroids when I was in college just because I was so insecure about my lack of muscle. But now I'm kind of proud of my noodles, bro. Well, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm looking at the noodles right now, and I actually... I'm a little embarrassed for you, dude. If you have, if you pulled the number, just the not only the quantity but the quality of chicks I've pulled in my life with my noodle arms and my personality and my oh, jacked up teeth, arms. the noodle arms come matter. On. Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> the the come noodle on. arms paid off. Uh, I've got Is some. That pre- what you're saying? I've got some Is pretty this- good stats and only a couple cases of STDs. So. <laughs> I'm going to count that as a win any day of the week. Wow. Winning. I'll count that as winning. That's yeah. Charlie Sheening to the fullest. <laughs> Do tell, yeah. Tiger Blood. That circuit stuff you're talking about, I mean, when I was kind of getting in the height of that, you know, in my weight loss the first time, is I would do that. I would do – we had a program where we'd do five, five minutes on the treadmill, a, a good jog, and then you go right into the weight room, bust out about six different, different uh, weight – types of things yeah. you know 10 reps of something and then back on a treadmill you do like three three rotations of that and man you talk about at the end of the day you, get, you end up with 15 minutes cardio and about uh 45 minutes of weight lift. how tall are you like 5 10 5 11 about 5 10 5 10 yeah. so my heaviest i've ever been was right at 250 and that was whenever i was like 20 what? probably oh, 23 wow. or so uh, i was making money and i wasn't doing much work wow. and i was eating everything i wanted to i got up to about 250 my lowest since i've been an adult's about 170 and that was just a yeah. few weeks ago yeah. one huge difference that you notice between being fat and being skinny is how much better sex is <laughs> I'm well, serious. Like well, sex I mean, is so you much sure more enjoyable well, I bet when you, you can do. breathe. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. it, man. You yeah. probably are a little more long-winded when you're not having to push 70, 80 extra pounds, you know? Exactly. I mean, that that does make a huge difference. So, you know, I know your job is stressful, yes. Justin. So, yeah. like, so not only are you a teacher, you're also a realtor. Right. And are you still uh, booking entertainment for yeah. the Pioneer Center and doing you all know, this other stuff? I still have that job, but man, it, it, we're not booking anything right now. It's oh, just yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. this with the COVID. This ain't get you know? together. Yeah, weather. I mean, I, I talked to the tourism committee a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, we we made a decision. We we usually set our budget for the Pioneer Center about in April, mm-hmm. and uh, of course in April we were at like, peak. Right, yeah, I peak mean runner. we were we're like what in the what in the world is this and what's going on and yeah, yeah. and so we at that time chose to just shelve the you know yeah table the table the the budget revisit when it when the summer killed it you know and it would be gone and then come back in the fall well obviously we know how that's gone and you know the point was that you know i don't know how much exercising you're doing per week but i guess what i was trying to get at Uh was do you notice any kind of an energy throughout the day difference now versus when you were heavier and not exercising oh yeah like yeah. mental energy yeah oh yeah definitely De- oh I, I definitely think mentally yeah for sure definitely me- more mentally sharp but i'll tell you something and I, I don't i'm not afraid to speak up to this because i think it's important enough to a lot of my friends but i got uh i'm i'm on a testosterone um supplement too so about no every- shame 
Do what? Ain't no shame up in that no. game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So once every two weeks, yeah, I'll, I load mean, a, okay, I'll load a load of thigh so, up. You know, full. Yeah. I mean, I was I was getting the point where I was. But just, we're about that age yeah. to where it's it's a regular yeah, thing to deal absolutely. with. I was sitting there on my computer and I have just I'd have plenty of sleep. I'd been feeling good and I would just found myself falling asleep and nodding off, you know. And yeah. So I went and got tested and I was low and and uh, so I got on a and that that has made a lot of the difference and I can tell whenever I get towards. The end of when I, you know, need to, and so, so can my wife, cause he's like, you need to go get your shot. Cause you're griping and cranky and you're acting, you know, <laughs> so well, that's same funny, man, because, um, I never had issues with plumbing or functionality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine was strictly emotional. Yeah. I became a real big bitch for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. And this is true. <laughs> had no idea, had no idea that my demeanor yeah. was affected so much by T level. I mean, yeah. I, I never got any of that stuff checked or anything until after i was i was in my 40s man yeah. whenever i started looking at that dude, stuff before, and it was like a huge discovery did, for me what? before you did dude i would not i would avoid any fraction or sliver of a confrontation with you like i wouldn't even like if it was something that i didn't agree with or whatever i would literally just let it go over i'm like i'm not yeah. even gonna but when i'm gonna do it well, a couple of years ago so i had been taking testosterone supplements yeah. for a long time <clears> but <throat> Up until probably a year ago, um, I was either I, I had just gotten fed up with it because I was rubbing all this cream and mm. junk on me and mm. it just wasn't working. And right. so about a year ago, yeah, I revisited and I was like, man, we gotta yeah. we gotta do something else because yeah. you know after a while you start dealing with your issues and sure. stuff, and then sure. you get impatient, fed up, and then like, what am I paying doctors yeah. for? Because this is <laughs> yeah. bullshit and I'm yeah. sick of this, you know. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I started getting those injections yeah. and I'll bet That's it was, was within a month. I was like, Oh yeah. I feel things. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You felt like Jason Momoa. You're like, I am Aquaman. Real <laughs> deal, Batman man. That's true. Yeah. 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 Feel you like will be entertained. <laughs> so I've never had any testosterone supplements and you guys both have experience with this. So what, what, so for someone who's new to this or interested in this, what's the first thing you start to notice with it? How long does it start to take not, to start kicking in? Not sleepy in and, for and me. Are, yeah. Yeah. Usually, I, that's what I noticed yeah. right away. I, I'm the same way. I'll, like, I, usually a couple days after I've had my shot, my injection, I'll notice, man, I wake up and I'm just spry. I'm ready to go. I mean, I'm just... And it's and I'm good to go all day. I mean, yeah. it's not. I don't feel any kind of tiredness or anything. Now, if I, you know, if I only get three hours of sleep, which I, which I quit doing that too. I, that's a lot. Of, another thing. I, I used to be a five and a half hour a night type guy, and now mm-hmm. I, I, I got to do seven and try to get eight. But, but, but to answer your question, yeah, man, just uh, about two days after I've had it, had the injection, man, I'm just I wake up, I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, I just feel a lot more energy throughout the day. It yeah. sounds a lot similar to like just your standard steroid shots for pain or whatever. Yeah. I used to yeah. get those injections for my back, which I had the epidurals, which weren't worth jack. And it's an outpatient <laughs> surgery. I had like three of those, but what actually worked were the ones you get in your butt just from the doctor, just regular mm-hmm. steroids. Mm-hmm. Is it similar to that? Like when you go get steroids when you're sick or whatever, and then you feel so good and you have energy and. Is that is it similar to that? Because testosterone is a steroid, right? right? Well, yeah. Well, mm, when you get down to brass tacks, kind of, I mean, I don't know how to explain the, the difference. Yeah. I don't think there's uh, there's a definite difference. Yeah. Like for instance, you know, I did this thing to my that little tendon right there, like tenosynovitis, what they call it. Anyway, both my wrists, I did it from weightlifting, mm-hmm. and so 
they gave me a steroid pack and then stuck me on some anti-inflammatory stuff. But the steroid pack didn't, it, it made, it can sometimes make you feel antsy. Some people mm-hmm. have said that. Yeah. I never really noticed yeah. anything, but to parallel your comments about mm-hmm. You know, two, three days after, I'm waking up. Sometimes my dick is awake before me. It thinks <laughs> popping yeah. me on the chest yeah. going, yo, rope, we got yeah. stuff to get done, bro. Yeah, don't flatter pancakes. don't flatter yourself that much, dude. Come on, man. Like here. I've seen that thing. Come same, on. Same. What? Huh? Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> what? Huh? So anyway, yeah, about two two or three days after, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll feel yeah. a little more rested. But yeah. I've, got, I've got some sleep apnea junk. I do too. too. I, I I have a sleep machine. I do that. My, I have a yeah. I got machine. one and I hate it. Yeah, I, I don't really hate mine. Um, it really helps me. But um, I've heard mixed reviews on different you know from different people. So yeah. Um, best way I can quantify it is like um, so I've got the full, the full deal. Yeah. Okay, and it kind of ramps up in intensity yeah. as the night goes yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty smart machine. Yeah. You know, it's so it lets you sleep for a while and then as you get deeper into sleep, mm-hmm. you know, it starts to push air whenever you inhale yeah. uh, with a, with slightly yeah. uh, increasing in small increments right. intensity, right? Well, at some point, it'll just wake me up because it's pushing so hard, <laughs> man, and I'll wake up and it's like, you know, in, uh, it's that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Jingle where, All the Way. No. Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> the Terminator. I want to say it's Total not, Recall. Total Recall. There there I knew I'd yeah, get it eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The airport yeah. scene where there's the big giant woman coming through yeah. there. It's like that woman is trying to give me mouth to mouth. And it grosses me out, yeah. man. And it just freaks me out. Yeah. So it's been weeks yeah. since I've had that did. thing on there. Because yeah. the thing is soft. It feels like right. a, a giant mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you're like bane <laughs> yeah. except yeah it's like bane trying to give me mouth to mouth man it's just no good so i've got i was I've got wondering who would break first <laughs> i was wondering who would break first yeah. <laughs> uh, you adapted to the dark i was born into it so uh your experience <clears throat> teaching yeah through coronavirus that oh, sucks yeah, hate it. How does that work for you? Do you uh, have to actually go to school, or are you at home as well? Well, I, yes, <laughs> it's been all of that. I mean, we're we've been on an A B schedule, so we have half the kids there one day and the other half the next day. We went, you know, we went, I, you know, not to bore you, but last, that's how work should work. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it sounds yeah, it sounds yeah. it sounds amazing. But yeah. last, uh, you know, last March when this happened, I can I can tell you the day, March thirteenth. That's the day we had Chad Prather, and that was the show yeah. there. And I was catching a little bit of heat, kind of just really, do I do this? Do I do this? You know, because a lot of things are starting to cancel. And so I uh, I went ahead went ahead and did it. Chad says, I'm coming. Of course, I don't know if you follow Chad or not, but uh, anyway, he's uh, that's a whole other story. But so I went ahead and we did, went ahead and did the show and since uh, on March 13th. So we go to spring break in that's when we find out. I mean, we're shutting stuff down. I mean, yeah. things shutting down everywhere. We were not prepared as far as our school is concerned, as far as being able to handle that, as far as being able to teach from home and do it like that. Now, we had some of the basic stuff you could do, but we had no curriculum in place. We had no plan, really. It was just, 
hang on to get through the night the next nine weeks and so we, we all have a, a good what they call a google classroom so you can post grades in there and post assignments and and the kids can get the assignment do it submit it online right which is fine but that's how we did that 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 first uh that that nine weeks and over the summer you know knowing that seeing that we need to get more tech involved and, and be more kind of a plan school did a great job mr garrison did a great job of just really getting that all put in place and so when we come back, we really went into this, okay, now here's what happens if this happens again, and this is what we're going to do. And so we've had spikes, you know, in our school, and so we've had kids quarantined where we've had to go to an AB and all of that. And and um, it's just – it's really challenging, really tough. I mean, I started teaching 28 years ago. Um, this is I've told kids, i told people this is the hardest year I've ever had teaching because it's just so different. There's no constant – uh, the things, my old tricks of the trade that I use, especially what I teach, you know, singing and mu- music, it's damn near impossible to do yeah. because you're trying to teach half of them one day, half, the other half the other day, and then trying to go through a computer screen. And then, you know, you see all these. How's that harmonizing <clears throat> on well, FaceTime? I'm going to tell you, on you know, Zoom, in a Zoom call. All right. Oh. Yeah, you can't. That's the thing. That was the biggest that would be misconception. Really freaking hard. Well, man. misconception for me was because we've all seen maybe you all seen lags. virtual choirs well, or whatever lags and stuff. Yeah, and you got forty yeah. people there and they're all singing and they're they're at the same time and it sounds wonderful. Eric Whitaker's got the first virtual choir. If you ever YouTube that, it's 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 incredible. But what you don't know is that's not real. That's no, taking it's post hours and hours and yeah. hours of production in yeah syncing everything it's, up yeah film yeah. and audio editing yeah man, that's yeah. crazy yeah. you have to run on like firewire like something that fast yeah. in order to actually do that in real time yeah. it's almost impossible. I mean there's yeah. there's text that you know these people that do these they put them together they will take one clip they'll extract the voice and then somehow sync it yeah to the next I mean it's it's mind blowing. So that little two and a half minute, three minute song is really takes weeks to produce and do. And so when you're That's in a exactly live, right. yeah, when you're in a live situation, virtually, and you've got more than one person going at the same time, there's a lag. There's that lag. There's the, the, the internet speeds. It's not together. So it's just it's impossible. It's impossible. To do. So what you're saying is that it has really sucked. Yes. It, <laughs> it has. It's really sucked. Yeah. So you've had to change your expectations as oh, far yeah. as performance and oh, all yeah. this other stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's is I've got I've had to go from from uh you know performance based to really start thinking more about just the the edu- the uh the academic side of yeah. music, you mm-hmm. know. Um, You've had some success though, because you still had some people win at the state competition and all that. So yeah, was that we, was that preparation during that time? Well, you know, well we 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 had our contest, our district contest, right before everything shut down, and so yeah. and we're we're going through. So give you an example, we're going through auditions right now for all state, and so our kids, you know, we've been really successful in the last few years or over the years of getting our kids into all state, which is a, a pretty competitive thing. So um, for the first time in ever i mean they're doing online submissions so they have to sing and do an online submission and so all the technology with that's involved too i mean it's just been it's been a a big a big challenge a big mess i've I've got five years to retirement so i'm kind of in that spot where man you know i'm I'm old school this is not like a what i like to do i'm just trying to do my best I got to get to five years, and uh, what he means is he's got five years until he does realty full time. <laughs> That's real what estate he means. Yeah. What, what he says is that he's got five years, seventeen hours, <laughs> thirty four <laughs> minutes, and twenty two, twenty one, uh, yeah. twenty seconds. There you go. Yeah. You. But hey, who's watching the clock? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 
Have you done all of your teaching in Oklahoma? I have. Yeah. That's amazing, yep. man. Yep. So yep. that's really a service to be for almost 30 years yep. in the one of the consistently one of the bottom five yep. worst education tough. systems in the country. You have spent almost 30 yeah. years in it, dude. Yeah. That's like going to Nam and being <clears throat> the dude that crawls into the little spider hole. Yeah. You know, that's Justin Ediger in the teaching world. And you led the charge you're, here several you're years. You're the Willem Dafoe yeah. of teaching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a fire fight. <laughs> yeah. Where did you start anyway? Well, I started, um, I grew up in the Panhandle in Beaver, Oklahoma. Oh. And um, he had a real tough childhood, man. Yeah, Good grief. Yeah. This is turning into yeah. a sob oh. story. So you you were born in third world. Yeah. yeah. It's not the end of the world, but you can <laughs> see it from up there. But no, I, I'd start. I mean, I went to school at Southwestern and um, first my first job was in Hooker, which is just uh, north of Beaver. <laughs> and uh, so Hooker, America, Hooker, say. Oklahoma. And uh, first first two years was there. Then I got a job. I got accepted to the University of Oklahoma um, graduate program there and Took a job in Purcell, uh, which I soon affectionately called it pure hell because it was the school system was awful. And so, hey, come on now, I've got we've got some Elk City alumni over there doing big things. Well, now it's a, I'm sure it's a lot better than it was 24 years yeah, ago. Yeah, you, you remember Jacob Cup? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the head See, football coach okay, over there at Purcell. Cool. Yeah, he actually he actually one of Elk City's very own. Awesome. I think he was in choir too, wasn't he? No, no, he shouldn't have, have been Jacob. if he was because yeah. he didn't. He couldn't carry a tune for nothing. Not, <laughs> not like I could talk. But yeah, yeah. man, he's actually uh, he's known for getting them a win. I guess they hadn't won a oh, wow. won a game in like a decade or something. The he's, he's got them winning some That's games. Awesome. So yeah, wow. The town, I love the town. It's a nice little town. It's just south of Norman, you know. So really liked it, but the school was a mess whenever I took the job there. But and, and just so, lack of funding or poor uh, management or you know, it, to me, I I was twenty six or seven. Um, and it just was the, the music program They they just yeah. were not, it was, there's no commitment to making it. It was more of a, well, I was, I was kind of told this is what we're going to do when you come here. And then when I got there, it wasn't what they said. Yeah. In fact, I mean, the kind of, it's, it's the closest time in my career I ever came to being insubordinate with a boss because, uh, I would go home for Christmas break and, um. I got my classroom all set up before I leave. I come back over Christmas break, like us teachers do, and to set up and get ready to go. And I go to my classroom, and it's not there. Literally, literally everything, all of my shit had been moved. You I got mean, evicted. It was moved, and, oh, and I'm like, wow. what in the world's going on? And there, actually, there was a history classroom set up in there. <clears throat> okay, so I go marching down the principal's office. What's what's going on down here? And uh, his name is Mr. Jacobs. Mr. Jacobs and I. Mr. Jacobs proceeded to tell me that they had to have that room for a history class and you're going to be on the stage from now on and blah, blah, blah. I mean, didn't even ask me, didn't tell me. And just I mean, barking at you. Yeah, pretty much just, yeah, tell me this is the way it's going to be. And I, I don't do well with that. I mean, I'm, I get along with most people, but um, he and sure. I had words and um, I didn't I didn't tell him to F off or anything like that. But I knew, I knew that was old, it. You're 26 years old, man. Yeah. yeah, I knew that was it. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't going to work. And um, so I transferred... Um my graduate stuff over to Southwestern got the job here in Elk City and been here ever since except for one year took a job at Mustang decided man eh, I don't think that's for me came back out here so when was that that was in 2007 and 8 so huh I thought wow. you that was when I was there though yeah I had one year man you I, took off I, yeah thanks for noticing but I was no I mean I was I was literally at Elk City <laughs> High School missed you I was there I was there 2005 yeah. through 2008 yeah. so 
You left and came back, and I didn't even notice. Yeah, one school year. It was less than a year. Yeah, but you weren't a vocal music guy. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. You were you were sports and or whatever you were doing. What were you doing? Baseball? I don't. I don't remember, man. You were baseball and basketball. Yeah, that was hard. That was a hard. How do I know this? And you don't remember? I don't remember, (laughs) man. I don't remember. It's been a while. That was a hard decision because I I uh, I really enjoyed. I mean, I love I loved Elk City and I uh, I really I was calling sports. Yeah, you know, yeah, and loved that and. um, I don't know. I just decided it was a family decision to go go over there, and the school was okay. You were doing the Oklahoma City Thunder thing then, right? Not yet. Not yet. Nope. I didn't do that until I come back. Okay. So, Oh, because in 2009, you and I worked together on the Paragon deal. Yeah. 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 So. Hey, so you came back, yep. and you've been here ever since, yeah. but you, speaking of the radio thing. Yeah, yeah. I hear commercials that have you singing on <laughs> yeah, jingles, yeah, man. Yeah, doing the jingles yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's something that I always wanted to get into. Yeah. I was a I was a session yeah. musician forever yeah. and ever, and for some I could never get yeah. into that racket. Yeah. So when so, is, when is Sean Wilson and Justin Edgar getting back into the jingle game? <laughs> We're man? working on one so, right now. <laughs> so way back. When Wilson had ten fingers, <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were the days. <laughs> he he could actually give you a hand. Now he's got. Now he's got the Mr. Krabs claw, dude. <laughs> he's got the ant mouth, right hand. <laughs> so how'd that? How'd that all come about? I've always been interested. Man, in you know, well, Sean and I, we did games forever. It, it's kind of a long, long story getting started. But when I first moved to Elk City in 90, 96, I had a good friend that was a sports editor here, Brent Lanson. He was a writer at the paper, and he did radio here um, at the station. And about the time I moved here, he takes his parents' family family's newspaper and, and Beaver moves back. So calls the station, says, hey, you know, got a friend moving to Elk City. He's a big sports guy. Um, you know, uh, he, if you need somebody to fill in. So long story short, I came up here, you know, I met the guys. Dale, a guy named Dale Jemison was the uh, uh, station manager, I think, at the time. And was doing sports. Blake was doing some. Uh, he was in the he was in the booth doing color. Sean yeah. was doing play by play. You were sideline. I was right? a sideline side guy. Line. So I go in there. I meet Dale. And Dale says, uh, you know, does a little interview. And and I think you know. I think they thought, oh yeah, okay, this is the music guy coming to town. Yeah, right. Okay, we're going to hire him. You know. But they were in a bind. I think think they needed somebody to take the job. So I did I did one sideline gig with him. I think it was one. And that was back in the days you had to flip the lights off and on to get dude, the cue. I, dude, I tell people about how we used to do stuff all the time, man. Yeah. Do you remember what I used to have to pack up top yeah. of that thing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I do, because I did it. Yeah. Oh, Sean and I you the resident it. Sherpa? Well, it's like, you know, so you know how Jared runs the, the streaming, the computer yeah. and yeah. all that, and then yeah. I'm up top with the camera. Yeah. yeah. So back then, I was up top with the camera, which was plugged directly into the yeah. computer which was burning a DVD as yeah. the game was playing. <laughs> yeah. And then I would take this home and then work hours yeah. and hours on it and then try to get it completed by the time Gabe came and did his thing at Cummins 4, yeah. dude. And I did this for free. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot, man. Dude. You're an idiot. <laughs> hey, hey it, I, it, it helped me, though, because now it's so easy that, yeah. that operating the camera and all that, because I had to operate the camera do the game on the laptop yeah. and stuff all at the same time on top of the press box. 
I am so glad I don't know sports. It was, oh, dude. It was Sean rough. and I talked about this the other day. He and I played golf, and I said, man, they've sure come a long way since when you and I did this. Because we had literally suitcases and, I mean, just heavy stuff and lug up. And, and you basically, know. you guys were broadcasting just on a cell phone. Cell, yeah, that's cell cast, That's yeah. basically all yeah. it is. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. The cell cast. It was yeah. horrible, dude. Yeah. Like, it was so bad. No, but so, so how did you guys start doing the jingle crap, Okay, though? well, so... Yeah, so well, so I got that job, and Dale was a sideline guy. Okay, well, the next week, literally the next week, Dale doesn't show up to work, and nobody, no, nobody's seen Dale, and so somebody goes looking for him, and Dale had had a massive stroke oh, during no. the week. All of a sudden, I'm the sideline guy. Okay, so I mean, I had a quick learn. So I and Dale ultimately, I think he went to VA hospital, ended up passing away, but. I'm the sideline guy, so Sean and I and and, and Blake are, are it. And by that basketball season, Blake, I think, felt comfortable enough that, hey, yeah, you know, he's got this. And so I became color with Sean, okay? Yeah. So this leads to your jingle the thing. You, you know, you guys know, I mean, the Back amount of hours on the road that you spend oh, yeah. going to games, especially basketball, Tuesday, third, you know, sometimes Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. You're, you're all over the state. Yeah, so yeah. – I don't know. I don't remember which which it was, but you know, Sean's in charge of sales too. It might have been Dameron Jewelers or so somebody. So many, man. Yeah, somebody came There's along. SNS. Yeah, SNS quality yeah. carpet store. Yeah, and so we just you know. What's the phone number over there? Uh, two four three one 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 two. SNS quality just that. Yeah, yeah. But so we just. I think Sean was actually trying to make a sale, so he said, "Hey, let's come with let's come with this jingle." I think we come with the jingle. So we just kind of started on the road trips, he's, coming up with jingles. Man, he's like an English bulldog. Yeah, God. I mean his his jowls. Like, dude, yeah. he smells like yeah. one too. That is a fact. That is a fact, brother. Oh, man. So we just started uh, making stuff up, and I got a, up at up at school. I got a keyboard that plays uh, some background instrumentation and. We no kidding. So, so you arranged and, yeah. and and composed all yeah. the music. Yeah, we come up with the wow. lyrics and yeah and uh, yeah. So we and there's Billy Joel that sucker. Yeah, 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 sort of. Yeah, there's some there's some some of our best ones that didn't even get bought. I and mean, we did one for Barbara Dyson. Um, oh yeah, it's pretty good. Barbara yeah. Dyson for League of Mercury. See, Barbara now, Dyson for League Barbara Mercury. Dyson Ford will do anything now. Yeah. Now that Corbin, Di- David's up. son, yeah. is, is doing all that stuff, yeah. man. He, first thing he does when he wakes up in the morning, Chad does a great impression. <laughs> he always checks his Snapchat because Corbin Dyson's Snapchat <laughs> for, is lit. For a, for a, a while, while, man, you yeah. were seeing these snaps where he's giving all of this yeah. Deepak Chopra <laughs> daily feel good yeah. stuff, and then he'd wrap it with. Do the dang thing. Give, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give it a give it a shot, man. Give it a shot. Corbin Dyson Snapchat. Corbin Dyson. You swipe. You open it up. Here it is. Look, man. I just want y'all to put the best foot forward and breathe deep and exhale real good and look everybody in the eye and tell them that you love them, man, because <laughs> love is all we need. <laughs> Do the dang thing. <laughs> Don't forget. To- at the end. Dude, that BD energy, uh, let me tell you. It is something else, man, but it's, in, it's infectious, yeah. man. And you yeah. can tell that there's sincerity behind yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I like it anyway. It's yeah. just kind of fun to. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Oh, man. It's, I it pops in that, anymore. Yeah. I'm like, there he is, man, there doing is. the dang thing. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's crazy, that's awesome. man. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, it's so, that's how we got into the jingles. And I guess there's one still, I, I didn't even know about this until Sean the other day reminded me. We did one called the buff the buff car wash and that thing is still playing i guess somewhere over in 
Kansas, uh, Missouri area. And so recently somebody heard this and somehow was able to figure out a car wash in Tennessee, traced it back or figured out something about this jingle and they reached out to us. And so we're working on a jingle for, uh, the, uh, the car wash in Tennessee right now. How about you, man? That's pretty cool. It's it's crazy. Yeah. The jingles are cool. You know, you know, as well as I do, I'm sure those guys that do voiceover work or the big voice guy, you know, they, they make a killing. I mean, they are very wealthy. You never see them much, but they make, I mean, you know, the guy that's the, does the voiceover in the world, you know, on the video, oh, yeah. oh, that, that guy, I, I saw somewhere he, he makes, I mean, nets over a million dollars a year doing just 30 second voiceover type mm-hmm. stuff. I know that the guy that does our stuff though, works like a mad, oh, yeah, like I'm he sure. has the studio set up in his car yeah. and he's, he's like the voice, the original voice of the Transformers people. Wow. He is, he's one of the voices for megatron and and optimus prime on some of the cartoons (laughs) and then he was one of the uh uh one of the generals from gi joe or something he's he's done on toy story right Mm, no like no like the gi joe cartoons from i I don't know that's what my point is that's why i'm surprised because this dude basically lives in his car he's like one of the best of all time so i don't see i don't i didn't know those guys make that kind of movie but there are that kind of money but that guy is in like all the movies like he is the movie guy but you know the cool thing is though with some of those guys they'll get an agent and then when their stuff gets pitched to a large market you know there's one scale for radio there's another one for television and then if you're like the yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, you get royalties yeah. on that yeah. stuff that just never absolutely stop. Yeah, you know, and so that's part just of for the voice work. Yeah, in a world. Yeah, you know yeah. that that guy he gets yeah. he gets royalties for absolutely. stuff like that. Now you know when you want the in the world guy. What right. The hell is that guy's yeah. name? I don't know, I, dude. I want to be. I don't know. Anyway, I want to be like a he, Pixar or Disney yeah. like voiceover person, like yeah. for the cartoons yeah, and the fun. different movies. That would be amazing. That yeah. would probably be top of my bucket list is to actually be a voice actor in like a Pixar movie. You know what would be cool about that that gig is that you'd be be a celebrity but nobody would really... That's no. the, yeah, that's the you know best. I mean? You yeah. can I mean, like, yeah. I mean, be a celebrity. It's like but you can Barney. Be, it's like the dude who's yeah. in the Barney yes, deal. Yeah. He's a black, he's a gay black dude and he hasn't worked in so many years, yeah. but because he was Barney, the dude inside the Barney suit, he is rich beyond yeah. all compare and yeah. nobody recognizes him when he goes yeah. to the store. Hey, can hey there, boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clean up. <laughs> Let me show you my check register. <laughs> Today we're smoking weed with Drew. <laughs> hey, little girl, want some candy? <laughs> Everybody's got a Barney voice, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh but yeah, that's it's that 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 voiceover work. That's that's pretty cool. I think you know. I mean, yeah. if a guy can get some jobs doing that in the jingle stuff, I mean, that's really cool. But I, I know too that in and Chad, you probably know this too. If you got a voice and and you're good at a certain thing, time is money, and and, and time equals in, in a, a studio. Time is definitely money because they charge in the studios. They charge thousands of dollars an hour yeah. so when they can get somebody come in lay it down one However, take and out with technology today well, true you can true. basically have the same quality stuff in your home for true nothing that's true you know that's true something that i wanted to talk about chad and i don't know if, if this will make you mad or not but i wanted to talk about this i think that you would be 
you should think about politics in the future. And I know you've, you've <laughs> yep, probably thought I'm about very it angry. I'm seriously. angry. So when Oklahoma made the push to mm-hmm. actually raise teachers' wages right. back in the day, I remember you being at the top of that deal. Yeah. Now, I know you're a conservative man, right. but you have the perspective of a teacher, which is right. a profession which is largely democratic in most places. I feel like you would be a great example of someone who should be a politician because you know you know both sides of that spectrum. Well, yeah. I didn't even know this was going to come up. I was actually sitting here debating whether I should even ask you about the <laughs> teaching stuff because yeah. you were you he were was, you were vocal right. and and undeniably right. angry about the situation. Right. Uh, but your position was palatable. It was uh, your delivery of your points was very lucid Thank and, you, yeah. and, and right. reasonable, you know, but yeah, this is, that's a great question. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's tough because there's, I am, I am, a, I, I call myself a moderate. I mean, I feel like I'm in the middle. I, sure. I, I don't feel like I, there's a lot of that goes way right that I just don't absolutely agree with. There's a lot that goes way left. That I don't agree with. And, and so historically what's, what's frustrating for me is, as a teacher, it's just assumed that, oh, you got to be a Democrat or, oh, you got to be liberal because you're a teacher. Well, not, not necessarily the case. And the, the, my frustration with that whole thing was having leadership down there in, in the state legislature didn't feel like they were listening and really, maybe they were listening, but they weren't hearing what we were saying, you know, and just look at looking at over my career and just seeing how, just the inequity of the pay and and just how every time on down the line it just was just kicked down down the road the can was kicked down the road and losing teachers by the by literally by the thousands i mean and i haven't looked at the numbers lately i tell you that what they passed has really i think helped buoy that but we were we were losing professionals by the thousands year in and year out to places like texas and kansas and to me, yeah. that's not that should not be a Democrat or Republican thing. That should be this is where we take care of our future is people who teach the people that are the in that classroom who are getting you know instruction in. They need to be compensated because if you not if you're not going to compensate them, it's not rocket science. The less you pay, the less the quality you're going to get in that classroom that is exactly right you get what you pay for let's listen even the most loyal people right when you're wafting five figures in difference in pay right everybody's going to be like i've got an opportunity to better my personal situation right are you really going to shuck that opportunity after years of being hey yeah hey yeah we're going to pay you this much but out of that much that we're paying you you have to buy your own stinking classroom yeah. supplies yeah. and everything. Yeah. And yeah. so what that ends up equating yeah. at the end of the year, how many, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. How many thousands of dollars do you think you have spent over your teaching career on supplies that you were never compensated for? Well, he also, you're singing teacher, so not too many supplies right. would be needed. I will that, tell right? you, you know, I, I have, I spent my own money. I still, I mean, I still do. I have this year. Um, but I will tell you, I give a better example is, you know, my wife, Joe. There you go. <clears throat> five-year English teacher. Okay. That's right. She's teaching um, English. She she opted. She decided that she was ready to get out. I mean, and she got out just before the pay raise because she was bringing home literally her check. With a with four-year four degree at Southwestern, her check was literally just barely $1,900 $1, a month. Okay. So 
that's just not a lot of money, net income. So it's just become a point where we just you know, had an opportunity in the real estate thing. It's a whole different subject. But my point being is she had such a passion and such a desire about teaching English in a certain way. But the state mandates that were being required, she couldn't teach the way she wanted to couple that with the low pay. And then the things that she wanted to teach, she was constantly having to buy herself. Teachers pay teachers. She had to pay for that to get lesson plans there. And and I think all good teachers do that. They look, they grin and bear it and decide, you know what? I, I wish I don't have to pay for this, but it's the best for my kids. So That's almost the secondary thing. But when you've got the uh, core curriculum deal yeah. and you guys are bottlenecked into doing just yeah. this where you actually have to focus on the yeah. test result as yeah. opposed to the kids that's disgusting yeah. to me yeah. that how you're able to maintain your civility yeah <laughs> in all that yeah and i gotta tell you there were a couple of times i thought you my man were teetering <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you'd hop on social yeah. media and yeah. let it rip yeah not to mention that year yeah. after year they're probably demanding more and more from you while inflation right. keeps increasing and your pay stays stagnant yeah, that's, that's got to be the most frustrating thing in the world you're constantly getting asked to do more yeah. and more you're not compensated for it and there's no right. end in sight of it ever getting better garrison i actually felt bad for the guy yeah. you know because he's yeah. he's got to play middleman that's between right. yeah. you guys and uh the folks on the hill yeah. that's all and, and that's gotta suck yeah no uh, man see that that's just me coming back to me i i can't feel bad for people who make six figures or more in income i don't care what your job is i don't care yeah. there are people who do much worse for much less yeah. I, i'm sorry i can't i'll never feel bad for a politician i'll never feel bad for a millionaire I'll definitely never feel bad for a billionaire. No offense to Mr. Garrison. You're a good guy. I respect your Facebook post that you made the other day talking about, hey, I understand that this Zoom thing has been difficult for the kids, the teachers, everybody, but we're trying to figure out how to yeah. best do this, and the only way to do that is to do it. So yeah. I understood that. I appreciated well, him doing that. But at the same time, I can't feel sorry for you because you make a whole <laughs> lot of money to he just mad because he makes more money yeah. than him. Well, he he makes more money than I ever will. You know what I'm saying? I'll have to win the lottery. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, well, I, I mean that for most people my so, age. Hey, <laughs> that thing that he came out with the other day, uh-huh. which is about the snow days and everything, right, right, I was right. joking about that. We, yeah. we were joking yeah. about it. Well, yeah. apparently some people couldn't see the irony in it and yeah. were really pissed. Really? They must have been yeah. because he was compelled yeah. Yeah. Uh, by apparently how much ire that was directed at him right. about the snow days and right. they're having to actually do distance learning yeah, because yeah. schools all of a sudden figured out there are real benefits yeah. Yeah. to this whole distance learning yeah. thing. It's a whole no new more process. And it, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so I guarantee you a lot of people were so pissed off about yeah. that that they lit his ass up yeah. to the extent that he did the thing on yeah. i'm getting emails yeah. from the school you know because i got a kid that's senior right. over there right and yeah. so i yeah. thought boy yeah I, it's ironic yeah that no masa snow days yeah you know, but that happened and so i did feel bad for him I yeah really did. i would if he made the same as justin did i'd feel bad for him <laughs> Not saying you don't, you know what I'm saying, but I, but I'm being for real though. I, yeah. I would, I, I would feel, but I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. The whole snow day thing, you know, um, how'd that affect you? Well, you know, I mean, we just went to distance learning, like we've started, kind of, you know. So, used were to, you doing that from your house then? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We, we had to upload a, a lesson, and um, you know, it's it's about accountability. And, and 
What a lot of people don't understand. I and, love that. Yeah. Because that's what being an adult is. Right. Right. I mean, and what a lot of people don't understand is there's a lot of behind the scenes besides just saying, okay, snow day or no snow day. Because when you do it, when you do call a snow day, you get then, three days. Yeah. We got three of them. So we're call, if you call a snow day in October, what happens in February when it's really winter and we have a week, you know, well, now you're having to make up days. You know, nobody wants to do that. I mean, so I, I, you know, I, under, I understand and get um, what he did because now what this does is virtually. I didn't I'll tell see. You, I, I thought it was great, and I didn't see any reason to be angry. I right. mean, plus the weather was horrid anyway. Right. It was you terrible. know, it's that yeah. was the biggest argument. You're taking our children's lives away and this yeah. kind of stuff. What a hole <laughs> yeah. is going to argue that? Are you going to go out and play yeah. in the? rain it's freezing rain it's not like there was these big giant golf ball sized snowflakes and it's like a winter wonderland it's raining it's raining like cows pissing on rocks (laughs) and then it's freezing yeah no one is going outside to enjoy to make memories people (laughs) like nostalgia man it's it's the thought that their kids won't be able to experience a snow day with their friends like you did whenever you were growing up that's what people are upset about is yeah sure except there was no snow it was <laughs> ice. Well, ice yeah yeah you're right unless you're yeah. kyle tosh and you can afford skis and, and give your kids all skis then you go ski yes i mean it was yeah. freezing rain that weather yeah. was horrid terrible it, it was, was terrible. terrible yeah it was so why would you roper was worse though <laughs> like he would make you go to school if there were, i mean it wouldn't uh, matter if yeah, 10 people died on the way to school not, 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 what are you talking about yeah yeah. yeah it was <laughs> like dude people would literally oh die. you're talking about roper yeah, mr roper no yeah. snow day did none whatsoever yeah. if he could get to to work in his jacked up f350 yeah. pickup yeah. so could the school buses yeah. and the 16 year olds driving a hyundai i am not related to him well you know also on that on snow day related to that well this whole virtual thing okay Okay. What what a lot of people don't understand too is our our state funding comes from our average daily membership in our school. Okay, and that's calculated by how many how many kids you have on in your classrooms on that 165 days every day that you've got the school year. And right. and there's a I don't know the formula, but it's something like you know every kid represents eighty four hundred dollars or something like that. So so my point being is being able to go virtual. And even to even to have a virtual school or even to have a platform where you can say, well, this kid's not here face to face, but they're in our virtual academy, we get to count them as present, and that's that much more funding that we don't lose. And so there's money there's money issues here at play too, and those kinds of things. We start talking about state legislature and things like that. That's really important too, is to be able to say we have the most you know this the most number of kids that we can possibly have to count in toward our ADM so that we can get the the most funding that we can yeah and a lot of people don't you know last thing i'll say is a lot of people understand when you build a 23 million dollar facility up here and you've got nice shiny buildings and all these things that's not coming from the state of Oklahoma legislature that is bond issues local local tax tax dollars it's not the the state cannot give you money to improve capital improvements on 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 your 
So you might have. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody in Oklahoma is under the impression that they're just handing out money to schools and yeah. stuff. So yeah, <laughs> you might have I the Taj Mahal. I, mean, yeah. I don't think anybody was like, you know what, the state true was nice for putting <laughs> that in there. But you know, <laughs> we heard I, that's a lot of the things we heard from heard, heard from John Q. Public though was that well, how in the world can they be out of money? Look at those nice buildings they're in. Well. We're in nice buildings, but come look at the textbook that's falling apart because the last time we had money to buy a textbook yeah. was 2008. Not or to six mention, or whatever. like that build, like a lot of people, it, enough time's gone by, a decade's gone by, so a lot of people might not realize that. But the whole idea behind building the Pioneer Center in the first place, it was honestly behind the Elk City High School basketball team. We had like a basketball dynasty going on. We had two guys that could potentially go Division One, and we were expected to win state tournaments. They built that thing in hopes that Cade Davis and Matt Jones's high school senior class would be able to play in it, and we'd win state tournaments, and they'd <laughs> fill the seats with everybody because our basketball games were so full oh. at the at the junior That's high large. school that people were literally belly up to the sidelines just standing on the court because there was not enough space we wow. were so good that people would come oh, from all yeah. over the state to watch and that was kind of i believe the driving force behind it is we need an area where our awesome basketball players and people can blah 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 which there was way more behind it than just right. that but i don't think it would have even happened when it did how the hell that got sold team. as a as a city event center though is beyond me well here's here's what happened you know that's how that story goes is it truthfully was, and then and Guy Hilton was the the city manager, and then Guy got in his little uh, got in the legal the legal issues with the asbestos abatement thing down mm -hmm. here, and all of a sudden, it goes from the city being in charge of all that to falls into the superintendent's you know, or into you know my boss's hands as to see the project out, and so. You know, it's still it's a still a partnership, and it was still a thing. But I think the original intent it it it, it kind of shifted somewhere along the line more. Well, did heavy. the did the construction location change in the middle of all that? No. Okay. No, well, but, see, then it never was really that. I just don't understand how the public saw that as anything other than another school building. So I, there's this gigantic expectation that oh my God, this is going to be an event center. It's not even remotely close to right. that. And you know, you know, I've talked about. We've talked about this a lot. That that might have been one of the one of the mistakes on this thing might have been to have it on the same campus or at least even attached because had it been across the parking lot or in a big field across the way, still had the school stuff there, but you could still technically you could still call it this is a city event center because I think everybody. When they look at that, they look at it and they think, oh, that's a school. Well, it's everybody in Elk City's tax dollars, yeah. sales tax dollars yeah. anyway, that but are paying it, for it. But so. it is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, just, yeah. it's not just like there's some kind of a freaky plastic tunnel way. Right. It's bricked. I mean, it's, yeah. it's attached to the – it is. Yeah. There's no uh, facility in there that says event center, no. city event center. Right. Because there's there's no major concession stand where you can start pumping alcohol in and out of there. Right. It's not set up for anything other than basketball. Yeah. Otherwise, the whole design of that thing would have been different. It would have been more Conference accommodating. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like yes. That. So yeah. it was auditorium that's set up like a school thing. And that's why it's so mm -hmm. weird whenever you go in there to see you know touring acts and everything mm -hmm. it's it it's it has it's, the man. feel of 
uh, an old folks home. It really is. When you're trying <laughs> to, when it you're is tr- not a, it's not an enjoyable place to watch a concert. It really it's, is. It's, it's strange. For the, it depends on what the kind of concert. I mean, yeah, uh, that's true. That's when true. you got your big speakers out front. There are different. There's line of sight issues, and we run into that for sure. You know, now if you have a if you have a stage production a production on there, sure. a Broadway show, the orchestra that's perfect. different. You know, yeah. That it's, it's a rock it's show. It's for those. Weird, but yeah. you can't. But still, you go to a concert. You can't drink. You can't pass a doobie well, around. True. You can't do none of that. <laughs> that's not a concert, man. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's it's not meant for concerts, man. I mean, you can go for some stage acts and you stuff know, like and that. But but the big thing is that it's attached to the freaking school. And if it the, was always attached to the yeah. school, I can't understand it's, why. Um, it got bought into by the public Dude, as was, this is a city of Kate Davis center. built, man. I try to tell people this all <laughs> the time. It's still a school. It's still, it's a school building. I'd That's be, all there is. I'd to be it, interested man. to know the, the players back then. Just what, what how, how did it originally start and did it, did it morph into this or was there a, a point that is always going to be this or what, you know, and I, I'm, I'm an employee there. And so, it's a little strange talking about it, but it's just one of those things. Because I know that the, the talk was, well, whenever we built the building, we were consulted as far as the teachers that were going to be in there to come talk, you know, come meet with the project manager and the architects to say, okay, this is what we need. This is what we, you know. So we had we had some say in the design of our rehearsal facilities. Yeah, your um, angle was that of a teacher, though. Right, and right. so that's why right. uh, that's got to be in part why yeah. it looks it looks school. I mean, it's, there's yeah. nothing about yeah. it that that isn't right. Right. That's all there is well, to and, it. And so, I mean, I have zero emotional investment in the mm-hmm, thing. I'm mm-hmm. just some schmuck from big city <laughs> that's seen other things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You've seen and things. I've seen it, things. Yeah. Dude, I'm close. It, it really and, is the perfect place to have like basketball tournaments. I yes, mean, absolutely. It's, it's so perfect for that. It, I'm not disagreeing like with you. What I'm telling you is that, that they have there. what it absolutely is not is a city event center. Right. Oh, true. But that well, now, is that is a gross misperception of that place still. Yeah. I would love to see. It's crazy. It, it has been my goal, and I don't know if I'm going to get it, make it happen. I may, It may be the next guy. But I really would love to see a true concert in the arena with the floor like it's supposed to be. I've got you can come to my office right now and you can see my I've got the floor mapped out. Each well, it's only six on o'clock. A, We've got time. We could go. <laughs> is there actually a floor area? Yes, I have a floor. Yeah, I have okay. a floor grid of seating. A pit, yeah, you know, yes, a pit. There, there was actually be a there would actually be a pit. Yes, and a place at the back where your sound engineer is. And I mean, so I would love to see. I'd love to have a concert in there, a legitimate concert. And I've tried. You know. I, Tried to get some acts in there. I had Charlie Daniels all but convinced to come here. But you guys, we've talked about this a lot. Yeah. You know, you got to get my my biggest fear. Is we got to get. I hate to say what? this because I'm I'm the host of a backroads yeah. of the backroads country show. But you got to quit bringing country acts here. Well, it's got to be. If somebody, you want to get the youth in here, you right. want to get people to fill it up. Get a pop act of some sort, which yeah. we probably can't afford one of those. Right. I understand that. But yeah. it's got to be something like or a rock act at least that people would be interested. But again, in, it comes know? back to the. I can't go and drink alcohol there. I can't. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um, I'm telling you. As, as and that's why I say like a rock or pop act because kids can't drink or true. do that anyway. That's the only way they would Probably the go. closest we would do would be able to, would be get, would to be get. One Which of these, we've done um, before, by the way. Whenever I was in high right. school, we did like 
Christian emo punk bands and stuff would come, and we'd actually fill the place. That's what up. I was about to say. But I th- think one of those would be. That's would the do only well way to do it. Yeah, I, I believe until Youth you allow and, drinking and, um, and stuff. But have uh, you know? We're talking. I've brought a lot of Christian acts in, but maybe get one of the next level. You know, sure. Uh, so you've been doing. How long have you been doing that over there at the Pioneer Center? This is my and I've lost. I think it's my seventh year. Yeah. So seventh year. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, I, I do. I enjoy it at times. There's times though. <laughs> Come on, man. But no, I have it's been I mean, aggravating. It's it's aggravating a lot of the time. But I do enjoy um, when I see an act come in and I see a good crowd and just how how people enjoy it, you know. And and um, that that that's that brings some enjoyment. Now some enjoyment. Now there comes a time, and we've talked about this too off air, but comes a time when it goes back to what we talked a little bit earlier, you know. As the older you get, I'm starting to d- discover this. The older you get, there become the the dollar amount on your time goes up exponentially. I would do a lot of just, you know, when I was younger, for not much pay. Right. But now I'm to the point where, okay, yeah, because you're, you're freaking tired. But, you're yes, old. Yeah. You're tired. Yeah. And you're crotchety. Yeah. And you just at a certain in, point it's, it's, it's got to be worth it's got to be worth my time. At a certain so, point, it's disrespectful. Yeah. It's you know what I mean. It, point, it really yeah. is. It's kind of what the teaching yeah. pay thing went to. You know, you got to a point where you're like, I've got I've got a master's degree. I you know hard worker. I pour all this in it, and then your compensation is just not yeah. equivalent. So it's, yeah, but for Pioneer Center, you know, it, yes, it has been frustrating that you know you work so hard on something and you're you're trying to do your best at it but at some point you figure up the hours and the amount of compensation it doesn't equate sometimes no, not at all most of the time it doesn't and so you gotta decide so why are you still doing well, it? well that's that's why i gotta make some tough decisions well dude after you put almost 30 years into something it's just like a breakup in a relationship no after no no, you no invest, not the teaching you know, i'm talking about just the pioneer center part right. well yeah. he's been there since the beginning though that's it's I'll over you, a decade now. How long has the Pioneer Center no, been said there? He's, for he's only been twelve years. It's been there yeah. for twelve years now. No, yeah. you said you've only been administrating that thing for about yeah. seven. Okay. Seven in charge well, seven. for the majority of the time it's been there, yeah. though, you've been here's here's what kind of keeps me hanging on it on too, is I get to whatever I make personally of bringing in to the Pioneer Center, I get twenty percent of the gate after. So costs. so okay. there is. There is a chance that you're gonna owe oh, the money. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, which but, is why you haven't gone to prostitution yet. Yeah, who says he up, hasn't gone to prostitution yet, man? He's gonna end up. There's a reason money. we got him in here on this podcast. <laughs> that's, that's, no, yeah, the, the thing is, is that the that's the donkey and the carrot thing. Right. Yeah. So that's your only incentive is that you're gonna make a little bit of commission Except on that, that in the in the off chance that you actually make a profit mm-hmm. which and as far as i know didn't you book one act that was like a comedy act or something mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that one sold out yeah, twice tim hawkins tim yeah. hawkins yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so i mean you, you think about it though five, you sell 500 tickets at 10 bucks a pop that's not yeah well, money's not know, made no money's not made in ticket sales it's in um concessions, yeah, concessions. And, and that it's in the beer sales yeah things yeah. like that beer sales that but that for don't me exist. on my bottom exactly my bottom line here's here's where it benefits me on my bottom line is if i can make let's say i make 10 or fifteen thousand a year by the shows that i bring in which mm-hmm. some years i've some I, I don't know that i've ever made 15 but some years i get close some years i make less than five but all of that goes in towards my teacher's retirement my teacher's retirement is calculated in such a way that the top 
I get a retirement based on my highest paid three years of uh, teaching. Oh, so that's my so that Pioneer incentive. Center stuff. Yes. Goes into, oh, yeah. so now you oh, see. Okay. It's hard to walk away from that because you're looking at the long term. I'm looking at the long term. If How about I can you? Get that salary up there. You know, dude's thinker. That's why so. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the last, and you guys are the last <laughs> of a generation that will actually know what a retirement is. Uh, so uh, be I happy hope. about that. I hope so. Be happy okay. about that. I remember when there was a thing called (laughs) retirement. Grandpa, what's retirement? Well, Well, we saved our money. FDR, (laughs) he would have a fireside chat. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, time has blown by. Yeah, yeah. It really has. We've been at this thing for over an hour hour. now. Crazy. I'm going to wrap this thing up. You want to do it again sometime? Absolutely. Love to. I'd love to come talk real estate sometime. Oh, bet you would, Mr. Sales guy. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about that pretty soon. Hey, Justin, thank you so much, man. Man, I I enjoyed it. Appreciate you guys. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye then. The Jack Wagon Podcast is a Courtesy Clap production.